0: And a couple of things describe the year. Patience, mask, social distancing, I guess solitude, and um, a little bit of chaos.
1: Would you like to introduce yourself?
0: Um, yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Nosa Ikuamba or Nosa Kaye and I run the internship program at Public Works.
1: My name is Alicia Willis, and I work with you at Public Works. And I am an account clerk uh, that works specifically in the Projects, Controls and Services group. This year has been, as you said, chaotic, where it has high points and low points where we have death and we have rebirth, we have triumph and we have pain. And it's also been a year where I've considered where I'm putting my attention, what's distracting me from my purpose um, and how to refocus my attention on things that I want to see and do and be and achieve in the world
0: thinking about that in general, like, I feel like that solitude, that self-examination of yourself, like as you're, you know, like you know, we were in this, you know, in this pandemic and, you know, there's a lot of alone time and the, what you value kind of changes, you mm. know, just the value of daily routine also, like the commute, the lack thereof of, of a commute actually changed me a lot. Just like, oh man, this is like,
1: but what's something? Yeah. What's something on your commute that you do miss?
0: I was big on listening to podcasts, even when I'm working, I'm listening to podcasts. And um, but a chunk of it came during my commute from walking and then um, you know taking the bar or whatnot. So that man, like you know, is something that I truly miss. And then I I felt like it kind of helped me just like I guess enjoy the day. Missing that and then just surrounded by everything that was going on. I don't know. It was kind of a weird, dreary feeling. So, yeah.
1: did did the podcasters go away?
0: Um, I think at the time somebody they took breaks and they came back, but by the time like they, you know, those that came back, the least ones I was watching, um, listening to, I wasn't as vested. And I think just more things concerned me. Like you know, like you're you're dealing with the pandemic, and certain things become more important. You know, your family members become more important. My mom, she's uh, an essential worker. She's a nurse. She was dealing with, you know, high levels of, and she's working like in a convalescent home, kind of like a hospice kind of thing. And you just get this influx of of COVID patients coming in, you know, and I'm worried about my mom because my mom is of that age. So it's like, I worry about that. You know, I have friends and aunties and uncles that were getting, getting COVID um, somewhere on respiratory, you know, like near death. So like these things, like weigh on you and you're just examining the world and, and how how like chaotic it can be.
1: So you reclaimed your attention and refocused it. So I don't know if you're familiar with the five languages of love, which talk about words of affirmation, physical touch, um, acts of service, quality time, and gift giving. So your mother probably has a, a language of love that's her favorite way of receiving love. Did you um, ask her or how did you how did you adjust? Like, do you know what your mother's favorite love I language think,
0: is? I'll say with my mom, and the kind of person I am, like, you know, mm. um, I'm her only son and mm. I was more of the son that's, you know, I'm out, I'm going you know, so, you know, to hear me and to talk to me is, I think it's precious to her, you know, but, I think that me, me having more conversations with them, me seeing her more, you know, mm-hmm. um, and at one point in time, you know, like, it, um, she did eventually catch COVID, you know, but by that time, you know, she had already received the vaccine too, which she feels like helped her. So like, these I things love- are vital, I guess, you know, um, but I mean, I'm always about giving gifts and having conversations and talking about uh, little things um, here and there, but I know time is, more- is one, is a big thing with her, like spending the time. She appreciates that more than probably anything in the world. So
1: her (laughs) primary love language is probably quality time and you recognize that and you adjusted your attention and you focused and you spent time with her. That's beautiful.
0: I used to, you know, be, um, seeing my friends, I used to see my friends a lot um, Mm -hmm. and going to social gatherings. um, But really just, liking the entertainment of just like, you know, it could be at the house, you know, like those personal gatherings in the house and that, like, and those kind of like ceased and, you know, few and far between, you know, for social distancing reasons. Um, and, you know, you miss those kind of things, those, that kind of camaraderie. Um, uh, Are you guys
1: Zooming? Are you, have you translated the uh, social yeah, gatherings been, to I mean, a I've virtual?
0: Been, I've been in so many, and this is even for like family, friends. I've been in FaceTime, birthday parties for kids. Nice. I've been in um, FaceTime, I've been in Zoom, um, birthday parties for grownups, you know, like, you know, like wind down the Wednesdays and stuff like that. So, oh, and another big thing, um, my grandmother, she had her night 90th birthday party,
1: um,
0: You're 90, 90th, nine, zero, nine, eight, 90th. I want to say 90th. Whoa. Um, you
1: have some and, good
0: in, in Nigeria. So we're zooming all the way from Nigeria, you know, and, um, and those things are kind of, um, you know, celebratory and, you know, and, and we had to dress up in traditional attire and just celebrating her life in the midst of all this, you know, like, so that's also, and the thing about it is her birthday was originally in April. So they had okay. to push it back because people was, you know, COVID hit. So like they had to push it back all the way further so that we ended up celebrating that with um, December. Um, and even doing that and, and 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 seeing her from afar and like, uh, and celebrating that life, that, you know, these things are just like, you know, blessings, so to speak, you know, And, but it's just crazy because you've seen there's people that have passed, there's people that have, you know, lived and survived. And, and that's the, that's like one of the most, I guess, craziest and chaotic aspects of just seeing this thing progress. Like I'm, um, you know, even as we get close to like, you know, even, because I know I think a year has been marked just in general when the first considered a global pandemic, you know, and 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 we're looking at these things and I'm seeing like how life was just like a year ago, even around this time, of, you know, February, March time or whatever. Yes. Um, um, it's like, it's, it, you just see the difference and like the, uh, I guess, I don't want to say carelessness, but just like, th- there's not a care in the world at that moment in time. We're just, and then, then boom, like, you know, we're in this situation and, we're at home and working and you know people are dealing with um daycare people that have children you know like there are all these kind of like hiccups um and fears and you know you know just toilet paper like like, <laughs> like you know like it's just one of these things like like wow you know um and man i don't even know where where it goes from here
1: What's interesting, though, so is I read this book by Mira Grant. It's called The Kingdom of Needle and Bone, and it specifically talks about a pandemic. She wrote the book about five years in advance, and she did research with the CDC. Mm-hmm. So as we're going through this, I was like, Whoa. She did her research we are experiencing this we have people going on you you need to read the book it's 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 fantastic it's fiction but she did her research so that she she reached out to the cdc and she's like well what mm-hmm. if this what if this what if this um straight up um down to the needle pricks to see or the test to see if we, if you're positive all of that was yeah. in the book and i was like This is fascinating. (laughs) And as I'm watching it roll out and how the politicians were divided and how they wanted to handle it and how we had the separation of us versus them. And like people, the run on the toilet paper. I, I said, this is, this is life imitating art because I've seen this before and it's a slim little volume, but it's it's the kingdom of needle and bone. And and it has to do with the vaccinations has to do with vaccination deniers. And it just, It was fantastic because she did her research and I got to read the book and have that as my backdrop as I am experiencing the pandemic that we're in today. So I'm not surprised by people's behaviors. I'm really not, even the most extreme behavior. People that are there with their mask dangling around their ear, looking at you defiantly or no mask. The woman who stepped into the bank and was like, oh, what are you gonna do, arrest me? And of course we did arrest her. Like you're a bioterrorist, you're (laughs) spreading your germs. Like, what what do you want?
0: I think there's a lot of things also, too, that became so repetitious that it also could put you in like a um, a rut where you're just like, ah oh, man, like cabin fever, like, take me out of here. <laughs> like, what's going on? You want to do oh. something. Oh,
1: OK, take me out of here. So how, how did you get out of the rut?
0: I like, you know, being outdoors when and where I can utilize a gym. So there was all this time that like, you know, you're going to purple tier, red tier, gyms closed, gyms open, like, you know. um, So, but just trying to maintain, like going, working out um, helped a lot. I'm a geek. I like movies. I like video games. But also I like to write. And sometimes writing gets me out of a red investing. You know, I started getting getting more into stocks, um, uh, getting more into cryptocurrency. getting more into like even like, you know, car collecting, Yu-Gi-Oh, to baseball cards, basketball cards, to Pokemon cards, like things that, you know, that I wasn't doing prior. Even like when we had our Black History Month, those things kind of get you out of the way because I am like to research a lot. I like to just dig deep into things. So if I give if given a project or given something like, you know, I'll go down a rabbit hole We were talking about this time and period in our lives. If you were to put like everything in a capsule, you take one thing to put in a capsule and lock it up and it appears later, what would you put in that capsule?
1: Oh, for this pandemic year? Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, it would be about historic first and those that paved the way. So um, Kamala Harris became the first black South Asian American to become vice president of the United States. Dr. Um, Ngozi Anjay became the first Nigerian and the first woman to become the director general of the World Trade Organization. Whew. I'm inspired yeah, by that.
0: So you'll you'll take like what you like a picture of them, put it in? Like, what would you put it? What would well?
1: I, I would put them in there because
0: How would you put them physically in there? Like what would be their that? Like, would it be a clipping? Would it be like? You know, I'm like, like, what would you want?
1: Well, they are the embodiment of Maya, Maya Angelou's poem, I Rise. And if I can, I'm just going to just take a couple of snippets. Yeah, go ahead. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness, but still like air, I rise. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise into a daybreak that's wondrously clear. I rise, bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise.
0: You're gonna put a little bottle of all that up and just put it in the capsule, and then that'll make perfect sense. Yes. Like a lot of a lot of first man. That was a, a big one. Um, and I like the fact that she's from Oakland. I think for me it would be the mask. And the mask itself is such a. I, I look at it like this because I feel like it's 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 the weirdest, most like sensationalized item in our history at this moment in time. Where I feel like it's something that's meant to, in a sense, I don't want to say heal, but it's like so indicative of like you know, you cover your mouth up. Maybe now you can listen more. You know, <laughs> um, um, it's preventing you from a barrier from getting sick from spreading. At the same time, it's become this polarizing object that is, is, is preventing, is like our civil rights. Or like, it's like, it's like our, oh, all of a sudden it's, it's the, uh, it's our oppressor, the mask. It's, it's the most interesting thing to me because it's so polarizing and something that's just there to help us through the pandemic and and save us many lives has become this polarizing symbolism. It just sums every, all this, all of this up, (laughs) like.
1: So when you, when you put the mask in, would you put in a disposable mask? Would you put in one of the blinged out masks? I thought about this too. Would you you put in, you know, what kind of mask would you put in, multiples?
0: I I, I wanted to think about multiple masks because multiple masks also, uh, also, multiple masks and and not even necessarily like um, whether or not the mask has been bedazzled, but just the types of masks from N95s to, you know, from gators to gators, you know, like every one of them itself has been, has a a personality attached to it. And, you know, so I would love to put in all masks, but I think I'm just gonna go ahead and just go with the disposable mask. You know, I've seen all these memes and things talking about like, oh, man, if you didn't take this time to to get ahead or, you know, or 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 build on something like, you know, you you pretty much wasted the year or something of that nature. And I I love seeing the other and the answer to that is like, no, this could be your year to reset. This can be your year to just to understand and grow a little bit, you know, and and develop. You know, a plan. Even if it's in your head and you've thought about it over and over again, you know, it's it's not a wasted year because I, I think it's one of those things where it's like, um, I think I gained a lot of self awareness. You know, you're just thinking and you're just looking and you're observing people that were in relationships. The pandemic kind of like, oh man, they're gonna can y'all survive a pandemic? You know, <laughs> you know, like, and a lot of breakups. You know, um, I think even with me like getting into a relationship. I felt like it was a great time to get into a relationship because then you can really see what you, you know, you're learning a lot about yourself. You are learning a lot about the other person and there's less distractions and you can really see if you guys are fit, you know? And I think those are like some of the, the some of the like the positive things as you're, you're hopping in is some things can make and break a relationship. Some things can build on it. Um, Cause I think we're every individual, I don't want to say every individual, but most individuals are probably, we're all self-examining if you really care and, and you really feared COVID at one point in time or getting it, you know, you don't know, it's the unknown. You're gonna examine your life. You're gonna examine what you've done, you know, um, where, you, where you're where you going, where you want to go, um, who you want to go there with. I, mean, I always have this like change the world attitude, like this, like, man, we just got to come together. Like we're just too divisive on everything. And I think, being also in the, in the pandemic and thinking about those things, man, like, man, like, it, we speak on challenges, getting out your own head during the pandemic is probably one of the biggest challenges because it's like, you're like literally thinking, thinking, and I, I'm a, ver- I, I absorb a lot what goes on and I feel like in the community and just even what's going on now in general, like, um, as we try to work our way out of this pandemic and there's a lot of this, <sighs> post-presidency angst and just trying to build out of that like I feel like we just need to be communal and we need to come together in that sense so a lot of things always draw me to so this what's a of, small
1: way no so what's a small way for us to act in a communal sense
0: in my job you, we always think about that mean um or that picture of three kids at a baseball field looking over a fence and you have each one on a box, you know, or each one trying to look over the fence and one can't see the other. And then they switch it up to one can see a little bit higher and the other one can look through a hole or something like that, (laughs) right? Like, but I still always stand by the fact that the shortest um, one that can't see, give that boy three boxes, you know, let him look over that fence give him the same viewing pleasure as his peers who have the height, who've had the height or whatnot. And sometimes we just don't do that. And I think that's frustrating. Um, but I like to feel like, you know, as me being in the situation and being able to be blessed with a job and, you know, and, and that's essential to me as an essential worker is making sure like, any new blood we're bringing into to our workforce, whether it's on an internship level, whether it's on the apprenticeship level, you know, whether it's on a, on a permanent level, like we should always consistently be looking to make sure that we are serving our community the best way we can. we had so much going on in this last year, man. We had so much going on with um, with protests. We had so much going on with, at the Capitol. Like um, we have a change of blood, change of presidencies. Like, so for me, it's like a lot of changes may not happen at the top, but they damn it can happen microly. You know, they can happen within our, our, our community and we should be trying to do that the best way we can. We should see all sides and still be working with each other. But like, man, within this, within public works, you know, we should really be striving to just, you know, and I I see it though, to be honest with you, I see, I see um, leadership taking the time out, you know, and to me, that's always a beautiful thing. Um, it, I think sometimes it has to expand, you know, personally, so we can get past a lot of our impl- implicit biases. But I think for me, um, trying to work towards that is how I feel essential, you know, and i i look at it like especially for those that stay at home and work and then we got people in the field like man i give them so much props you know cuz they out there and they're doing they're, they're doing the real work um not to say real work but they're doing the tough tougher work i would say um cuz they're in the streets they're risking their lives you know and that's and that's essential <laughs> and i look at my mom um as a nurse you know, and those people and the people in the grocery stores like, man, like just dealing with all these kind of things. I look at all this and and I think I, I think the fact that if, you know, if I have to, if we have to step up and work outside of our realm, that a lot of people are willing to do so. A lot of us were willing to do so. And just like, oh, man, you know what? Let me help you guys with this and take part in just like, man, to keep the city running, you know, And to keep it going in the midst of this, man, it takes a lot of work. Everybody plays a part and everybody is valuable and everybody is essential to making sure that we can continue to grow and continue not not to skip a beat. You know, we have a hiccup. We had the pandemic. Right. If we let this if we let this mess us up, you know, you know, it can it can falter us for a while. And I think the city did um, and public works in general, we've been doing a good job of making sure that we don't skip a beat you know, that um, granted, like, man, we think, you know, we didn't have no large budget cuts, you know, where people lost their job. Like that was something that was, we understood the importance of making sure that we retain um, some sense of like community and making sure we don't like, you know, we didn't leave anybody behind in the sense like, oh man, I'm sorry, we're gonna have to cut you in this horrible time. You know, like, at least we know now that, you know, if another pandemic hits, you know, we could probably be more prepared than we were the last time, so.
1: What I'm hearing is that in order to work together, in order to be more open, in order to be able to look through the, the fence, we have to be mentally well. And the way we're mentally well is, in a sense, kind of like mental exercise. We have to keep going to the mental gym. We have to keep coming together and saying, here's how I feel. How do you feel? How can we work together so that we are, In a more healed fashion, I mean, we'll continually be healing. It's it's like there's there's uplift, there's there's rupture, there's there's uh, rebuilding, regrowth, and then there's new growth. So I think that just incorporating that um, self care and group care and public works care together collectively and One on one will help us all continue to create these projects and be more open. I've enjoyed having this conversation with you.
0: I look forward to learning more. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Um, I'm Nelson and you're Alicia. And thank you for listening to Snapshots Still I Rise Public Works Podcast
1: 2021.
0: I know.